Hi everyone, today is March 21st, 2020, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger, and this week the podcast will cover basically what's been uh, going on in Duel Links, which isn't a ton, frankly. Start off talking about some esports, some of the new tournaments, I mean some of the new decks that are going um, in the meta right now. It's kind of hard to know what the meta is right now, but we're in between some of those uh, nerfs on the ladder, but... Um, they'll all go through actively uh, by the end of the month. But we're in the middle right now. Official rule changes. Talk about four rule changes happening to the game. And this effect, I think this affects the TCG as well. But it's um, they're going to be active for Duel Links next month, I believe. So some upcoming rule changes. Um, Doug Dimmenduel is back. And he has a Dragoonity deck to help you through the Raid Duel. So that segues into... Um, Rex Goodwin Raid Duels. So two new cards from there and a new dual skill we'll discuss. Some other cards we're also getting a third copy of. If you listen to this podcast, please um, search the Dual Assessment Podcast. That's how you find it. Subscribe anywhere you like it and listen and leave any comments. Tell your friends, anyone who plays the game. Okay, so I guess I'll begin with my... Um, uh, not my week in the dual world, but my world week update. Uh, and, you know, we're in our whatever week this is of coronavirus. And I think this is the week where things really became real. There was last week I discussed where there was a guy who um, supposedly was tested for the virus and he actually came out negative. So I came out of um, my own home. Um, semi-quarantine but this was the week where things got really bad and I'm actually working from home now I've I joined that boat kind of late um but three out of five days last week I worked from home and I think that's the thing moving forward they're shutting down um certain areas I know New York City became the hot spot as of yesterday it it was always you know you knew it was going to be the hot spot but I think we have a third of all cases in the country now with all the testing that's been done. So even going outside will be a bit tough now. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm still going outside. Um, that's there's no moratorium yet on that, but I'm trying to avoid high traffic areas. Going outside if I need to go um, buy stuff, I guess, and if I go running or something. I don't know. Um, my time outside will be quite limited and. Um, yeah, I'm doing a lot of work from home, and you know, s- some people use an excuse like working from home as an excuse to not do stuff. I've actually been doing stuff nonstop, so I actually haven't been playing a ton of duelings as a result. But um, I just want, I just want to make this podcast an escape for the next. I can cover an hour for, with the content we have today, but an escape from the world for a bit, and you know, that's what art and games and any book or whatever you do is it's an escape from the world right now and it's always been that but we need it more than ever um at the same time you must you know know what's going on but don't let that don't listen to the news you know you know stop it'll just lose your mind at that point so take this as a time to get away from it all and enjoy duelings so 
back to my week in the dual world. Again, not not much has been going on. Konami hasn't given us enough stuff uh, when we need it. Uh, that nothing's been adjusted. I guess they set their schedule, and that's what it is. But I have uh, two copies of Dark Salvo from the Raid Duels, and this is a card that I think people were trying to farm it forever, and it just never dropped. And that was done on purpose. And it started dropping from the level 2000s or something. And then people started getting copies of the card. Uh, I'm still looking for my third copy so I could stop playing this event for once. Um, not much more to say. It's They've made it a lot easier, though. Um, with the... When you're joining up in a rank, in a raid, you get an assist. You get like 25 gems a day. It's not much, but it's, it's better than nothing. And... Joining an assist is pretty easy. It doesn't cost any of the currency, so that's great. And then the turbo duels themselves, you can make your monsters hit pretty hard. And you could score over, I want to say 200,000, but you could get close to like 150,000 if you hit them enough. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot easier now. In ranked duels, I've been pushing Legend 2, but I'm still in Legend 1. I really have no motivation to play. Um, and then I'll, I'll go into something later, but I got my third copy of Charge of the Light Brigade, which um, completes the Light Sworn package. I just need one more of the Dragon, the Judgment Dragon, to actually play a Light Sworn deck, and Light Sworns aren't even meta right now. They're just, they're just an engine. So I have my three copies of Charge. I have my Raidens, I think that's all there is to the the package. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't been playing much Duel Links because I bought uh, Borderlands 3 for Steam. It finally came out. Uh, it's hard to know what's coming out. Final Fantasy is going to come out eventually. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, I mean. Uh, but I'm not going to play that. But Borderlands 3 came out. I've been playing that you know, a little bit every day. I'm not going crazy with games given my um, imprisonment at home. So, let's move on to esports Battle Phase Forty One. This was last week's Battle Phase. They actually started. They actually did one last night, but I didn't go through the decks. So let's talk about the first one. This one happened on the seventeenth, number forty one. First place, Zade King. He was the he was the f- number one on the last Kaiba Cup. No mortal can resist Light Sworn Dark Lord. So this runs a little package. Uh, not even the Raiden package. It's one Lila, three Charge of the Light Brigade. That's it. Oh, there's also a Raiden. One Lila, one Raiden, three charge. And then the rest of it is Dark Lords. Two Desires, one Ixchel, two Nastin, one Tetlapakia, three Amdusk, um, one Ukoback, three Banishment, one Dark Lord Contact, one Sanctified Dark Lord. There's an interesting uh, two, uh, one one split, Ixchel and Dark Lord Contact. I think this is the first. A deck I've seen with just one Dark Lord contact, so really the Light Sworn engine has helped it out tremendously. I might try this deck. I got my I have enough for the engine now with my third charge. I could I could conceivably play this deck. I don't know I have I don't think I have three banishment though. That might could that could be my limiting reagent here. Definitely the Ixchel saved me. I don't think I bought Lords of Shining a ton. The nerf on Ixchel, I mean. Second place, skill shot, level Og. Shirinoid, so Shirinoid are using level Og with the limit to the uh, Shirinoid Spectral Sword. The, the tuners are just much 
they don't come out as often, so it makes sense to increase their level so they could skip the level 6 um, Synchro Summons and move straight to the 8 and 10s. Pretty much the goal of level AUG. Um, this is a typical 20-card deck. We're going to see some other Shiranui decks, but what it is is two, squire, uh, two Solitaires, three Squires, three Spirit Master, one Spectral Sword Shade, two Spectral Swords, three Cosmic, one Gold Sarcophagus, two Mistaken Rest, three Floodgates. Third place, Mordecai, Baggy Sleeves, Light Sworn Monarchs. So the first Monarch deck we've seen in quite a bit of time. Um, so that is... And Baggy Sleeves, of course, is if you lose your level 5 monster in battle, you draw two cards in the next battle phase. Two Erebrus, the Underworld Monarch. One Frost Blast of the Light, uh, Monarchs. Three First Monarch and three the Prime Monarch. This deck's, act, this deck's actually going to get even better after the rule changes. I'll explain why. But um, in terms of the Light Sworn package, three Radiance, three Luminous, three Charge of the Light Brigade, two Solar Recharge. It's a lot of Light Sworns to help dispose of cards. Two Plague Spreader Zombies, two Kite Roids, and a Bacon Saver. 25 card deck. Third place, Elite, No Mortal Can Resist Dark Magician. This is a very common deck you'll see win uh, tournaments, uh, Dark Magician decks. This one does not have a Synchro component to it, nor does it have a Banish component to it. So what it is, just one Magician of Dark Illusion, three Rods, three Dark Magicians, one Cosmic, three uh, Circles, one Illusion Magic, one Eye of Tamias, three Navigations, two Canadia, two Treacherous Trap Hole. And this one just, you know, does Dark Magician stuff, banishes stuff, negates spells, get Dark Calvary, and you'll win, pretty much. Duel Links Meta Weekly number 116. First place, Black Jesus, Alternative Evolution, Blue Eyes. So, uh, this this deck is notable. Black Jesus does some pretty cool stuff with, with his decks. Two copies of Super Team Buddy Force Unite. So this card lets you special summon a monster from your hand or graveyard of the same type as the monster, but different name. So you only have got two types. You've got two spellcasters, which is Maiden and Sage, and then the rest are dragons. You've got your White Stone of Ancients, Dragon Spirit of White, Blue Eyes, um, Alternative Blue Eyes. You've got the, the Synchro Blue Eyes, so there's quite a bit. Even Michael the Arc uh, Light Sworn is a dragon, so you could make Michael and then turn it turn it into a blue eyes or something, you flip it over. So, uh, pretty cool. Raigeki Break, three copies of this card. I don't think anyone really saw this card coming as being as good as it is, but with the meta right now, utilizing graveyards, sealed tombs, getting nerfed, Raigeki Break is pretty good for decks that like stuff in the graveyard. Second place, Francisco Crystrons. Transcendent Crystal Crystrons, same deck. This deck, this deck just doesn't really move. You change the back row a little bit, but otherwise, a very viable uh, tournament deck. Of course, they rank it as Tier 1, but it's a deck that you won't see a ton on the ladder. Up for Hobbs with Grit. Uh, Luna Lights, this is a pure Luna Light deck, and it's very simple if you look at it. Uh, it's just trying to buy time to fuse into a Luna Light. So you've got two, you got Grit, of course, two Sphere Karibos, two World Legacy Clash, and that's it. The rest of it is just Lunalites. Three Martins, two Fox, three Birds, three Rabbits, a Fusion of Psychic Plant to help tutor cards. Um, 
discard to add polymerization, one polymerization, three lunalite fusions. Um, that's all there is to it. The, the deck is good enough. Um, you face it enough on the ladder, they just kill you. Monsters are untargetable. The fox, of course, is the, is the MVP of the deck. She, um, she turns the attack into zero and then also protects against um, those target effects. That's more for protection of the Saber Dancer. than The Cat Dancer has her own anti-target effects. And top four, Demon Level Og Shirinui. Um, a lot of control components here. One Mistaken Arrest. This is a card we're seeing in the deck a lot. Two Divine Wrath, two Raigeki Break, two Wall of D. Um, yeah, this is a deck that can take advantage of Divine Wrath and Raigeki Break. These two cards are pretty much equal. Divine Wrath and Raigeki Break for decks that like disposing cards into the graveyard. Finally, the last tournament that we will discuss is Duel Links Taiwan, two deck format, of course. First place, Mellow 9811. No mortal can resist Dark Magician. This one has uh, just one copy of Knights and Sorcerer. This card does double uh, your anti opponent. Graveyard card, and also a tuner. So, um, we previously saw Kaiku quite a bit, but now it's just Knight and Sorcerer. And then Cyber-style Cyber Dragons. Pretty typical. Um, they try to find ways to lose life points. Easy. Three Cosmic Cyclones, one Cybernetic Fusion Support, and a Mirror Wall. Second place, Necrofury 9. No Mortal can resist Dark Magician again. Very similar deck to the one above. Uh, they run two Treacherous instead of a Treacherous and an Econ. That's the only difference here. And Master of Fusion, Lunalite, uh, Neos Lunalite. This is the more common deck you'll see on the ladder. They typically have a Neos engine into it. So two copies of Keeper of Dragon Magic, one AD Changer, two uh, Neos Fusion, two copies of Elemental Hero Neos. It lets you run the 22-card deck without really losing any of the consistency you will get from the Lunar Lights. Third place, E-Path. I think that means Path, I'm not really sure. Uh, level, Og, Light, Sworn, Sheer, Anyway, Let's talk about this deck, it's spicy. 30-card deck. Reminds you of the 30-card Grass, Sheer, Anyway decks before in the past. Let's talk about the Light, Sworn package. Two Raidens, one Lumina, three Charge. That's it. And then in terms of kind of like the grass stuff, there's one grass looks greener. Of course, this card has been uh, hit to the one list. Two burgeoning world flames, three needle bug nests. Those are kind of the old school cards you saw with these 30 card decks. Um, three divine rafts, one regeki break. Of course, these cards are great for any graveyard deck. Even even a deck like light swords probably could like using Divine Wrath, I think about it. And then the Sheer Noise themselves, three Solitaires, three Squires, two Samurai, two Spirit Master, two Shade, two Spectral Swords, that's it, that's the whole deck. And the other deck is just the regular No Mortal Can Resist 20 card Sheer Noise deck. Um, not much to say about this one, the other one's a lot cooler. Finally, third place, BZ Camula, Destiny, Draw, Element, Saber, Invoked. 
typical 22 card deck you've seen before. All of the three field spells, no more cosmic cyclone, two mirror walls though to lose life or destiny draw, two fiendish chain, three floodgate. You try to fill it up with as many um, your best trap cards pretty much. And cyber style, cyber dragon, very typical deck again. Running ways to lose life points, cosmic cyclones, cybernetic fusion support, and you seem to be running concentrating current now. Which, um, see the uh, the guy. Yeah, Chimera Tech Rampage, 2100 plus 1600, that's over 4000. One hit uh, is good enough to win the game. Alright, so with the tournament's done, very minor changes to the Duel Links meta tier list. Tier 1, we still have Crystrons and Element Sabres. Tier 2, we still have Black Wings, Blue Eyes, and Dark Magician. Dark Lords have been dropped from Tier 2, though. They're, they've joined Tier 3 with Cyber Dragon, Luna Lights, Shiranui, and Thunder Dragons. Um, I think uh, Shiranui are going to move up, probably, with the new decks. We're seeing Lightsworn Engines in them. Uh, Dark Lords fell. Luna Lights could go up. I could, Cyber Dragons could go up. And Gladiator Beasts have been moved off the tier list. Let's talk rules. So, official rule changes are coming to the game. And these are called revisions to effect resolution. There's four different rules. And I'll try to think of some examples without cheating. Uh, Dueling's Meta did a whole article about that. So, uh, yeah, they have content too. I'll just try to... Think of some things and see what I can come up with. So the first one is called monster effects that are triggered when the monster leaves the field. And the definition of leaving the field has changed. Now monsters getting sent back to the extra deck are not considered leaving the field. And those effects won't trigger anymore. So what it is, is it's as simple as it gets, right? Like leaving the field typically means being sent to the graveyard or being banished. Now going back to the extra deck means you could get used again, probably for a play, but going to the graveyard doesn't really mean the end of it either. Monsters always come back from the graveyard, it seems, but just, um, yeah, that's all it is. Um, And I think this has implications with another rule change. Like, you can think about... Fortune Lady every banishing something at the beginning of the standby phase. And then someone sends her away. That's what this effect is talking about. Rule 2 change. Activation conditions for trigger effects. Trigger effects no longer activate if a card is sent to a different location. So this is what I was talking about. Um, this I think the thing that this hits the most is something like Black Rose Dragon. Um, Black Rose Dragon is is a card you just put in many, many synchro uh, extra decks. Easy level 7, your opponent sets a lot of stuff, plays a few monsters. You get a ton of value out of that Black Rose Dragon. Now, these trigger effects won't activate if the card is sent to a different location. I don't think this works if Black Rose Dragon is hit with a Floodgate. It will still blow up everything on the board, I think. This is called sending Black Rose Dragon to the graveyard with a Raigeki break or something. Um, banishing Black Rose Dragon. And there's certain effects too. This also affects like Fortune Lady Every. 
her banish effect will go off typically even if you sent you banish her you chain you chain her banish or something she'll still banish something now all those effects get a little worse because they're no longer going to activate so think about banishing banishing gets better obviously with this cards that send cards to the graveyard get better cards that send cards to the deck so like light sworn Aaron hitting something in defense mode um I don't think the effects will go off anymore. So any card that will just send the card back to the deck, back to the graveyard, I mean to the graveyard, to the extra deck, to get banished, they all get better. So effects don't go off anymore. And this affects all the flip effect monsters too, I think. Cards conditions that prevent you from special summoning with other effects until the end of the turn. So special summon restrictions will now be based on how many times successful special summons are done and negated summons are not counted. So there are certain cards that say um, you can only like play one more monster this turn, or you can only special summon one more card this turn. Or um, I think a good example is Red Eyes Fusion. I think they say you can't you can't normal summon after it. You can only set. So well, that's not a good example. Um, I know there are, there are certain things like you can only special summon machine synchros for the rest of the turn or something. Now anything that's negated just doesn't count anymore. So you get a second shot at it. Um, let me think of an example. Yeah, I can't. Oh, anyways, you get the idea. Uh, special summon restrictions are just based on successful summons, not negate, negated ones. And negated is a tricky term. Floodgate does not negate. Like you still summon, and then they hit you with a floodgate, or they hit you with Paleo Canadia. Those aren't really negated summons. They've just been flipped face down instead of negated. Finally, the last rule change. This one's interesting. Continuous trap cards that are treated as monsters when activated. Continuous trap monsters no longer occupy, this is my interpretation, continuous trap monsters no longer occupy a spell or trap zone. They're, if these monsters are flipped face down, they'll get reset into the spell or trap zone. So this is big because trap monsters always take up a slot in the spell or trap zone. If you, in Duelings, there's a there's like a cancel sign on the spell or trap zone they occupy. So this makes them a lot worse because they don't get to play extra the player doesn't get to play extra traps when they're taking up both zones now let's say you've got a full board of trap monsters and you set all your back row your opponent flips it down i think it's gonna get destroyed i think if the trap monster has nowhere to go it's gonna get destroyed so um but overall this is you try to leave some space i think that's you play them you you try to leave a zone for them to go back but this does help trap monsters trap monsters a bit in that you can play other cards this helps um the monarchs like i talked about that deck with the prime monarch the first monarch those are all trap monsters um i don't think the so, so i think the difference is that the paleozoics don't count as they come back as trap monsters, but they don't occupy the spell or trap zones. And that's kind of what they're getting at. But if you flip a Paleozoic Canadia face down, 
that means from now on you're gonna get to reuse it. I'm not sure how it works, but the the trap monsters, the real trap monsters, the continuous trap monsters, they will get reset, which means you can't activate them again until the next turn. So, in a way, it's not the worst thing in the world to get to reuse a trap monster, like the one, the um, the one, the one of the huge defense, no attack, and then it destroys stuff. That one's pretty good. Um, I don't remember call Statue of Anguish. I think it's called the yeah, Statue of Anguish pattern. That card. Um, see some play. You might see some annoying Odeon decks as a result of this, but um, it's okay. I mean, having more deck diversity is always nice. Uh, seeing Monarchs is nice. So this all helps in that regard. Those are the four official rule changes coming to the game in general and coming to Duel Links in mid-April, I believe about the UI update for a second. There's a new sword icon. Um, previously, before let's say you had a lot of monsters on the board, they just swing an arrow over a card, and they still have those big arrows uh, directing attacks. But now the monster that is attacking gets a sword icon, and it's actually very noticeable. Um, you don't notice how noticeable it is. Like It's a tiny, it's a little icon, but it just catches your attention for a little bit. And, well, you know, whatever helps. I never really saw it as a problem. I know playing on your phone is a bit harder. Um, it's easier to misplay when you're playing on a smaller screen. I usually play Duel Links on my computer if I'm playing a ranked game. So I never really had the problems of missing my attacks or not knowing who is attacking. It depends if you're paying attention, I guess. Some, some games I just, you know, let it play and I run, I lose and I'm watching something else in the background. But um, this definitely helps does catch your attention quite a bit. And, um, yeah, that's it. So I'm going to talk about the raid duels soon. Uh, the cards we get from the raid duels, that is. But Doug Dimmon Duel has returned with his casual deck of the week. Um, and this, this, this casual deck of the week is specifically... You could play it, you know, you could just play this deck on your own. It's a Dragoonity deck, but it's meant for dealing with these raid duels. Of course, in the raid duels, um... You want to get your quick, quick uh, synchro summons on, so you can deal extra damage to Rex Goodwin. So here is Doug Dimmendol of his deck of the week, Dragoonides. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. This week, because of the whole, uh, well, uh, us being indoors for quite some time, now with this whole uh, coronavirus case uh, happening all around the world, got a little bit more time to play some Duel Links in the downtime, so I uh, want to go through a deck build that uh, I'm using in this whole uh, this whole Rex Goodwin event, uh, really to focus on getting some synchros that can clear the monsters off the board, so... 
what better way to uh, handle that uh, that setup through the Drag Unity Knight uh, Asalon there, the uh, level 10 Dragon Synchro, uh, 3300 attack, 3200 defense. So it requires one Drag Unity tuner and one non-tuner monsters. You can banish one Drag Unity monster from your graveyard, then target one monster your opponent controls, whether or not it's face up, doesn't matter, and banish it. If the Synchro Summon card in its owner's control is destroyed by an opponent's card, you can special summon one Drag Unity Synchro monster with 3000 or less attack from your extra deck. This is treated as a synchro summon. You can only use this effect of Dragunity Knight Asalon once per turn. So, uh, yeah, again, the, the goal is to just get that on the field as quickly as possible. Uh, I use that through a step-up summon through you know, Dragunity Knight uh, Barka, which is the level 8 Dragon Synchro, one Dragon Type Tuner, one or more non-tuner, uh, Wing Beast Type Monsters. When this card is Synchro Summoned, you can select any number of Dragon Type Dragonity Monsters in your graveyard and equip them to this card. It gains 300 attack. You don't really care about the attack boost. You're using it to take either your Dragonity Phalanx or the uh, Dragonity Kaos uh, uh, out of your graveyard uh, and then have them summon themselves onto the field to get into your level 10 play. So uh, I do like to run my two copies of Dragonity Arma uh, Leviton, the level 8 Dragon Monster. This is, again, a lot of these cards you get out of the uh, the structure deck if you uh, haven't, uh, haven't splurged some gems into that. Uh, 2600 attack, 1200 defense. You can special summon this card from your hand or graveyard by removing from play one face-up monster, uh, uh, from removing from play uh, one face-up monster you control equipped with a Drag Unity card. When this card is normal or special summoned, you can select one Dragon-type monster in your graveyard, except uh, uh, Levitin, and equip it to this card. When this card is sent to the graveyard by your opponent's card effect, you can select one of the monsters that were equipped to this card uh, when it was sent to the graveyard and special summon that monster from the graveyard. So this is really just your quick play into level 10 if you have a monster equipped with another monster. I do run my two copies of Dragonity Kaos. It's the new level 2 UR uh, Dragon Tuner, uh, 1000 attack, 200 defense. This card cannot be used as synchro material except for Dragonity monsters. This card on the field can be treated as a level 4 monster when used for a synchro summon. If this card is currently equipped to a monster, you can special summon uh, this card. So, really, really good. Uh, this pairs well with Dragonity Senatus. I like to run three copies of this in the deck. Level 4, Winged Beast, 1800 attack, 600 defense. You can discard one Dragonity card, equip one Dragon-type Dragonity tuner from your deck to this card. Also, you cannot special summon uh, monsters from the extra deck for the rest of the turn except Dragon-type monsters. Uh, it's not a problem with this deck. You can only use this effect once per turn. So that's really what you're using it for. It's just a quick gateway into your synchro plays. I uh, also want one of my three copies of Dragonity uh, Ducks, the level 4 Winged Beast. Uh, whenever this card is normal summoned, you can select a uh, level 3 or lower Dragon-type Dragonity monster in your graveyard and equip it to this card. So uh, you want to get your Dragonity uh, Phalanx or the Dragonity Chaos out of the graveyard to uh, either get into a level 6 synchro play, like for your Dragonity Knight uh, Variana, the level 6 Dragon Synchro, 1900 attack, 1200 defense, one Dragon type tuner, one or more non tuner wing beast type monsters. When this card is synchro summoned, you can target one level 3 or lower Dragon type Dragonity monster in your graveyard and equip that target to this card. Uh, once per turn, you can send one equip card to the graveyard and double this card's attack. Uh, may come in clutch, but not for the for the raid duels. Uh, you rather just want to get right into your level 10 uh, Asalon uh, Dragonity uh, synchro play. So, what are the spells and traps that I run. 
I just run three copies of Cards of Consonants, discard one Dragon-type Monster Tuner with 1,000 or less attack, and then you draw two cards. This allows you to cycle through your deck at a very rapid pace. And then I have my Dragunity Divine Lance. It's an equip card where you can equip only to a Dragunity monster. It gains attack equal to its level times 100. It's also unaffected by trap effects. That's very significant. Uh, during your main phase, you can equip one Dragon-type Dragunity mo- uh, Tuner monster from your deck to the monster equipped with this card. You can only use this effect once per turn. So, really, the, my whole game plan is to uh, get Dragunity Knight Asalon onto the field, hopefully equip it with Dragunity Divine Lance, so that we're sitting at a 4,300 attack monster, uh, very powerful, and uh, it's also immune to traps. So, uh, that's why maybe a good skill to run with this would be a draw sense spell and trap, so you could either draw into your Cards of Consonants or your Dragunity Divine Lance, because the rest of the deck is really just monsters. Like I said, I run my two copies of Levitan, I run my two copies of Dragoonity Kaus, uh, I run my three copies of Senatus, I run my three copies of Ducks, I run my three copies of Phalanx, um, and then, I mean, I, I, honestly, I would love a third copy of Kaus, so in the meantime I have uh, Ackley's, the, uh, the other Dragoonity Tuner, uh, as a replacement, but then I run those three copies of Cards of Consonants and those three copies of Divine Lance. So, very effective to clear your opponent's board. You just keep banishing monsters from your graveyard to banish monsters uh, from their field. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm still still recovering from just all kinds of shenanigans from the last last few weeks. Got my voice back, so that's a good thing. But uh, but yeah, uh, effectively, this Dragunity deck is um, is a pretty good casual deck. Pretty pretty fun to play. So I highly recommend giving this one a shot uh, if you're doing some of those raid duels. Uh, anyway, that's it uh, for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks, Doug. And you can check out Doug on this podcast uh, with his Deck of the Week and his own Twitter page, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. So let's actually talk about these raid duels. I think this is the one, this is the acquisition event. Um, I don't know if it's an acquisition event because I already have them, but um, yeah, it doesn't seem like you can actually get Rex Goodwin. Never mind, it's not an acquisition event. It's just an event to get cards and rewards. Oh, wait, never mind. Unlock him by defeating the raid duel with 1500 after March 17th. Okay, so this is this is an acquisition event for Rex Goodwin if you don't have him. Otherwise, it's a way to get some of the old cards, two new cards, and a new dual skill as well. None of these cards are meta, unfortunately. Um, the ones that have been released so far. So the big prize of this event is Dark Salvo or Black Salvo. I'm not really sure what the right name is. Oh, Dark Salvo. You are level 3 machine tuner, 100 attack, 1100 defense. When this card is normal summoned, you can target a level 4 dark machine in your graveyard special summon that in defense mode, its effects are negated. So, very simple card. It's pretty much like a limited junk synchron. Um, specifically for level 4 Dark Machines. This guy itself is a level 3 Dark Machine. You're making a level 7 Synchro Summon with this play. It's a tuner too. 
So basically, you're looking at the list of level 4 Dark Machines. There aren't a lot of them. There's like 30 or 40 of them in the whole TCG. Um, the most meta ones are those machines you run in Master of Destiny Sartorius decks. BM4, Blast Spider, Twin Barrel, uh, Cyber Darks, those Cyber Dark Edge, uh, Keel, and Horn. Those are all level 4 Darks. Also, Orcist Harp Horror, some Ally of Justice cards. Cannon Soldier, things like that. So not very meta cards. And even if you're playing, you know, a Master of Destiny deck, BM4, Blast Spider, Twin Barrel, those are, um, they're going to lose their effects. So the whole point of Black Salvo is to give those card, those decks a synchro dimension. Cyber Darks aren't really meta anymore. They were kind of like a fringe deck um, before... They basically focused on the direct attacks, but now with Black Salvo, they can they can have that synchro dimension. And um, level seven synchro plays are pretty much some of the best cards. I can name a ton of good cards from there. There's Fortune Lady Every. There's Cyframe Lord Zeta. There's Samurai Destroyer, Black Rose Dragon, Michael. Um, these are all generic synchros too, as well. So. Level 7 Synchro Plays are great. Black Salvo gives those decks a dimension. Now, Orcus Harpor also works, but it doesn't... It doesn't... Um, it's anti, Black Salvo's anti-synergy with it. Because the whole point of Orcus Harpor is to get banished from the graveyard. So, if you're not in the graveyard, you're not going to be there for the Black Salvo. So, um, there's a little anti-synergy there. So, Dark Salvo is basically a Synchro Play for... Sartorius decks, and also Cyberdarks. That's basically it for now. Next card is Passion of Baimasi. Counter Trap SR. Activate only if you control a face-up earthbound immortal monster. Negate the activation of an opponent's effect monster effect and destroy it. So there's pretty much one of these cards for every single archetype that has support. There's a Counter Trap. If you have one of those monsters on the board... Negate and destroy an effect monster. If its effect goes off. That's basically it. And this card, Bash Passion of Bimasi, is actually worse for this archetype than it would be for any other archetype. Why? So the hard part... The reason Earthbound Immortals are not meta is because it takes a while to get the card on the board. You need a field spell, and you need two tributes to tribute summon into a monster. And then the monster itself has stipulations. Wirakoka Raska needs you to send cards back to the hand. And then it has an effect where it gains life points and burns an opponent's card off or something. Sometimes you're stuck sending your field spell back to your hand, and then you destroy your own Earthbound Immortal, right? So that sucks. So there's a lot of stipulations into the Earthbound Immortal getting onto the board. This trap card does nothing until that monster's on the board with that field spell. So it's win more, if you think about it. This counter trap's win more. It just gets in the way of those two tribute summons. It gets in the way of the field spell. It does nothing before that. Now, a, a different counter trap, Gladiator Beast War Chariot. That just works when you have a Gladiator Beast on the board. And you could just play one. They're all level 4 and lower, so you could just play the monster and then your counter trap 
your war chariot is good to go. This passion of biomasi doesn't work until you have all those things, pieces on the board. So, yeah, this is very win more. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes if you're playing Earthbound Immortals, like I say, sometimes it's never gonna happen, but um, you're gonna encounter a monster that wants to banish you or something. Like they play Michael and they want to banish you. Then this is when Passion of Biomasi is good, but it's just, uh, it's not going to work. It just gets in the way. It's worse for this archetype than anything. Alright, so Rex Goodwin's dual skill, Ultimate Earthbound Immortal. And this, you unlock this by defeating uh, Yusei three times, I think. And be used if you control Earthbound Immortal Wirakoka Raska during your draw phase. Instead of conducting your normal draw, you reduce your opponent's life points to one, and skip straight to the end phase. So, this is um, it's probably something from the story. I don't really know it, but it kind of reminds me of Wing Dragon of Ra, where they reduce their own life points to one. It's a very dramatic thing, but um, you have your monster on the board. He probably already attacked, and and. Reduce your opponent's hand down and stuff like that. You have your field spell on the board. You skip your draw. You turn the life points to one. You end your turn. Now this sounds. This could be pretty broken for a burn deck, but we are playing um, speed duels, and losing four thousand life points is not that hard. It could happen pretty easily against super heavy samurai when they get the ninja out with soul horns and shield wall. You're done. But, um, with this skill, they prevent it from being broken, though. Like, there, you could think of, you could try to build burn decks to help make this skill really good. But there are safeguards. You know, burning lands is a card that could, you could sabotage your opponent, make them burn 500 at their next standby phase. But the thing with burning lands is it destroys field spells, so... Um, your field spell get destroyed and you lose your Earthbound Mortal and then you can't even use the skill, right? So there's safeguards against that. And continuous spells like Skull Invitation, for example, that could get bounced by Wirakoka Raska. So there are things against that. It's possible this is good against decks that can only attack because the Earthbound Immortals are... Pretty much a barrier for your life points. They stay in the board. And then they can't get attacked. So you're pretty much safe. Against those types of decks. Like it, like let's say Ancient Gears or something. They just attack. So that's that's their deal. Um, but even if a deck doesn't have Treacherous Trap Hole. Doesn't have something to remove a monster. Then they're screwed. This This skill is good against those decks. But... It seems like there's so much removal nowadays. Banish removal, effect destruction removal. They get a Black Rose Dragon out. There's a lot of ways to remove monsters. And this skill only fits in a time when you did everything by battle. So it's not a horrible skill. It's, it it makes you... It gets you to where you want to be to end the tur- duel the next turn. And that's something, but... With all the removal there is nowadays, it's hard to it's hard to win with Earthbound Immortals in general. So that's what it is. 
two remaining cards that will be discussed are cards that are already in the game, but um, we're getting our third copies, I believe. Uh, second and third copies for some of them, third copy for another. First is from the Tour Guide Bingo, and this is the Howling Insect. Level 3, Earth, Insect 1200, 1300. When this card is destroyed by battle and sent to the graveyard, you can special summon one insect with 1500 or less attack from the deck. So, what it is, is another insect floater helps build, you know, future insect decks. Um, unfortunately, we don't really see these types of cards anymore. These battle destruction floaters. It's better if it's like, if it gets sent to the graveyard by a battle or card effect now, but just getting destroyed by battle isn't good, good enough nowadays. Um, but, like, it's not a horrible card. Eventually, more insects are going to come to Duel Links, and it may find a use then. Or it's like a specific insect with a really good effect, not really an insect deck, but helps get it onto the board. And we can think about this card being used, um, but right now, not particularly useful. And uh, Duelist Challenges Destiny Hero Plasma. We're getting our third copy of this card as well. And Destiny Hero Plasma is a it's like a boss monster you would just play to equip to a monster, and then you steal it sort of and get its effects. But you only ever need one Destiny Hero Plasma, or else it clogs up your hand and whatnot. And to get around us ever having one or two copies of the card, we always played draw sense high level or bring it two skills that could draw sense the card basically. So, why would we even need three Destiny Hero Plasmas, right? I guess the only reason you would play this card is if you're trying to play Destiny Hero Plasma and you want to play some other dual skills. So, you run extra copies of it uh, to maximize your chances of drawing it, and then you could just throw it away later for a cost. Like, you could just run Raikeki Breaks and toss the card away so it doesn't. It's not completely useless, so. Um, not very useful to get a third copy, but um, it's just for more creative decks, I guess, that don't feel like running draw sense skills. That is it. Um, upcoming news. Harley Carmine's Duel Link Spotlight, new UR Fortune Fairy N and SR Temperance of Prophecy. So we're going to get her on Tuesdays, a few more days, and we'll get our new legendary duelist, Carly Carmine, 5D's character, so they have a shorter, they have fewer rewards to get, basically. They have, I think they're all level 30, so um, not as many gems to get from those characters. Also, late March Professional Astro with new URs, D-Mind, and an SR called D-Time. Astro might come the same time as, he might come later in the week, they might stagger the event so that or Astro might come on the last day of March as well, so it's possible. Astro doesn't come next week. And then the Kaiba Cup, of course. The long-forgotten Kaiba Cup. March 31st starts in 10 days and goes on to April 13th. So that is it for the podcast this week. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope I got you through um, you know, whatever's distracting you in the world. I wish there was more content. I do like should just ramp it up now. Now's the time to ramp it up, but they're not. But 
can't argue with Konami, so that's what it is. It's been three years and it's been unsuccessful, so um, we we are where we are, and we'll enjoy what we have, right? So listen, subscribe to this podcast anywhere. Search the dual assessment, you'll find this podcast. Check out the podcast. All these notes are on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me, dualassessment.gmail.com. Or you can find me on Twitter, where I'm fairly inactive nowadays. Dual underscore assessment my own account at GreenRangerCCG. All right, everyone, stay safe. Um, be well, and I will see you next time.